0: I would like to thank my sponsors, Maggie Flores with Southern Blues Boutique and Jessica Espinoza with Jessica's Crafty Creations. They both can do some very nice work, so y'all go like and follow their page and please support small businesses. All right, you there? I'm here. All right, man want to welcome everybody to episode 35 of Levi's Youth Sports Talk, and today we got somebody from Galveston, Texas, been coaching for 20-plus years, is the head coach of Impact Gold National Mata. want to welcome Cheyenne Mata Sr. to the show.
1: Thank you, thank you.
0: Uh,
1: thank man. you for having me on here, man.
0: Yeah, man, if you want to you wanna start off first by uh, talking about your upbringing, about in like sports-wise and, and what sport you played or sports you played growing up?
1: Uh, I was your typical kid, tried to play everything when I was younger. Tried to play football, tried to play baseball, tried to play basketball. I was pretty good at it all. I was okay. Uh, basketball I kind of took to, did it all the way through probably high school, then midway through high school, man. I kind of fell out of the sports game. Uh, never really got to go off and do anything great outside of uh, just doing it, you know, in high school. Uh, but when my uh, kids started playing uh, sports, I really got hung up on the, on the coaching aspect of it. And I kind of took to it and kind of made it my job. I was almost doing it was it was hilarious. It was almost like I was doing that. I was. Take coaching more and out serious than I was trying to do my actual job at work. <laughs> so I was one of those guys, you know, I kind of ate up with it. So.
0: OK, OK. Um, and so at uh, at what year did you get into coaching?
1: Ooh, so my son was. Playing select ball probably around 10, so he's 26. You're talking 27, about 17 years ago. I coached uh, there, learned from a guy. It was kind of like his assistant, uh, did that thing, and then we kind of went off on my own and did my own little Wranglers thing here in in the Santa Fe area. But uh, I really didn't, you know, I traveled. We did the whole thing, the World Series every year and all that, but when it really got serious is when I started started coaching my daughters and I, I took softball and I ran with it. I loved the game and I loved the challenge and I studied and learned from some of the best coaches I could be around. And, man, it just – I was ate up with it. And here I am sitting here doing it all over again.
0: Mm-hmm. And so um, – and when you first got in and, you know, you said you started the Santa Fe team and was that just a, like a local team or did you – Travel right away, or how did you go about that?
1: So, with my my girl, with my son, you know, when we were living in Dallas and we moved to Santa Fe, I kind of got into coaching baseball here with another guy. We kind of put a team together, started traveling uh, to the you know our World Series and stuff. We, but when I got with the girls and built the team here, we went right out of league. Of course, you know everybody starts in eight years, then you do your little ten year thing, and then we went to a World Series, and that's a success, and then. And then that's when impact came along and kind of was out there. That's when everybody started recruiting teams and kind of they recruited me. And I, and from that point on, it, it, you know, every year you're in Colorado, right? California trying to do something. So, um, you know, that's what softball is, right? Yeah. The challenge, you got to love the challenge.
0: Mm-hmm. And, man, you know, you got, you've been, you know, been going for a while. You know, you got college, you know, girls that you didn't coach when they was younger and now playing D1 softball, man. Talk about the feeling to, to stay, to keep uh, good, you know, connected with those those girls.
1: Well, I, I tell you, man, I, I was blessed. So I got the opportunity to coach a lot of great kids. And, you know, when I, when I had my younger team, you know, when we first put it all together, First, we came in twelve. I I mean, that team alone. Every kid on that team right now is playing college softball. Uh, from that team, when I developed a national level team and we won a national title with that team, that team pretty much stayed together throughout. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. to to this day, I know I can call those dads and moms and tell them hello, and I can I run into the girls and I talk to them all the time. And you know, when we go play, you know, when my girls go play against them or. Whatever my girls are still connected to them to this day. They have their little group chats, and mm. man, it's just awesome to sit here and watch. And you get to watch them on, on television. You know, when I do, when I got my little, when I'm hitting in my lab with the with the kids to develop. You know, I've got the games going, and there's a kid that I was coaching, and you know, I remember the days when I'd pick that kid up, or the kid needed a ride home, and I was just like, man, it, it's a, it's a great feeling. It's a great feeling to to know that I had a small piece of of their puzzle to get to where they're at, and now they're living the dream. You know, that, that that to me alone is, you know, to say that, hey, man, I front-tossed to that kid, you know, or, you know, I remember one time I chewed that kid's butt because she didn't do this, or, you know, or, and, or that kid, me, high-five because she had a home run, you know, it, it, that that's that's the trophy all in itself, man, to see the successes of these young ladies and getting to where they need to be.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, yeah, man. Yeah, that's that's pretty good, man. Hopefully I can – You know, one day get to a point, a point like that, you know, get some girls into
1: college. Yeah, you'll be there. You'll be there.
0: You know, um, so, you know, you say you got, you know, uh, impact goal reached out, you know, to you while you was uh, with this little Santa Fe team. Um, um, I'm pretty sure, you know, other organizations, you know, maybe reached out to you like like what made you choose, you know, to go with impact goal?
1: Well, you know, it's funny because, like, you know, when you're playing 10 softball, you know, you're not even thinking like that, you know, But at least back in them days. It was, you know, you're out there, you're just playing tournaments everywhere, right? And uh, and it was just, I, for me, I, I kind of felt like it was, like, the first time where a lot of organizations were actually, you knew about the big organizations, but you knew you didn't play play with those guys until you are you know, 15, 16 years old. And Impact Gold was, you know, the head of Impact, man. He's a great dude, uh, Casey Jackson. Mm-hmm. And he's down to earth. He's real. He's never going to lie to you. Uh, and when you're sitting there and you're front tossing to a 10 year old and you got your kids all out there hooting and hollering and your parents sitting in the stands, you look over your shoulder and you see this big guy standing there saying, Hey, I want to talk to you. You, you listen. And uh, we had a great conversation and, you know, he uh, told me all about what it was about. And I felt like that was just, you know, the path to go down and, and you know, I, I immediately jumped on board, and you know, I, I, and that's the only organization I'd ever want to coach with. So, you know, I made a mistake one time, and I left the organization for one year, and, and and I thought I was doing what was right, and and it was a mistake. And I came back, and I got to finish where I needed to finish, and be with who I needed to be. So, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm that's it. That's that's where I'm going to be. If I'm going to have any, anything to do with softball. That's where I'll be.
0: They, you got to do what you got to do, man.
1: Yeah,
0: um, yeah. Speak, uh, speak on how how much you you preach to your girls, um, uh, discipline, and then uh, talk about development.
1: <laughs> so I am a big discipline guy. So you know, it's it's funny you ask that because you know parents sometimes think I'm a little over the top. Uh, I, I, you know, that's one thing I, I'm very. Stout on discipline. I'm very stout on on accountability. Um, you know, I'm not. I'm hard, but I, But I love on them at the same time. Um, you know, kids thrive on that stuff, and and parents, you know, sometimes think that they don't, and they do. And you know, I I, I you know sit here and I watch my team walk into a, you know into the into the fields, and you know, we all walk just like the impact way. And usually, you know, you don't see impact team, teams do that kind of stuff until, like, 16. And I'm starting them at a 12-year-old, at and we're walking in together in, in two single-file lines. Everybody's grouped together. We don't enter the park without one another. Uh, you know, they they immediately get into their, to their setting up the equipment. I don't set nothing up. Uh, you know, they, they set up all the stations. Uh, they go right into their drills, and, and other teams see this, and, and they're like, man, that team's just different. And I'm not saying we're the best team. I'm just saying that, you know, long-term, you know, it teaches them, you know, that, hey, it's time to go to work. And, you know, Impact is is a stern believer of that when we get older, especially in the ATE level, it's always been that way. And, you know, I'm, I'm just trying to get them to where they think that way at a younger age. So when it does happen, when it does come to that part, it, it's nothing to them. They're, they're used to it. This is the way it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, 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 I'm very heavy on discipline, accountability, but at the same time we celebrate our successes as a, as a team. So.
0: Okay. Um, and, you know, you speak on that. And so speak on like how important is, is teaching leadership, you know, cause at, at 12, 11, 12 years old, a lot of girls, they, they look up to, you know, their parents, but also they look up to coaches. You know, so how important is it to to show these girls like leadership?
1: Well, it's very it's it's very important. You know, you know, I'm, I'm always asking them to be a leader. You know, you're always asking them to, uh, you know, who's going to be the kid this today? Who's going to be that that person to step up, and make the big play? Who's it? Who's going to you know to be the one to say, hey, it's okay that happened. Let's go. Um, I've got a bunch of kids on my team. You know, believe it or not that that. Um, they they embrace that. I've got one particular kid that really embraces it. Sometimes she's a little over the top, but <laughs> she's very she's very good at it. And and you know, I, the one thing I can say about this my my team now is I can tell that they all care about one another, and and they all care about each other's success. Uh, you know, it, it's it's a it's a good thing to watch here the last month or so how we have we really gelled together. Uh, and, and you know, and we don't have that. Uh, you know, usually got like a group of kids off to the side, and a group of kids, it, mm. it's nothing. It's nothing like that on this team. You know, leadership's big time here, and I, I think for the most part they all at one point in time try to try to step up and step out and be that leader kid. Uh, but we don't have just like that one kid that 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 just says, hey man, this is my team, it's my way. We don't have that here. Everybody knows they got to do, they got their part in their role. So.
0: Okay. Okay. You know, man, you know, being a being a trainer or trainer also, um, how how important is it that you speak about like extra work, like not practice work, but extra work?
1: Well, I'm gonna tell you this, you know, on my team here, you know, I, I, on my team, even the kids that come see me here daily, you know, during the week, you know, there's, you know, I explain. Just, I'm I'm an explainer. I like to talk a lot. So, you know, sometimes I over talk. Uh, I just, no. They got to understand that you know there's nothing I can do, a coach can do, dad can do, mom can do. We can't wave our magic wand and say, "Hey, man, you're gonna be this. You're gonna be the next Jada Coleman." You know, it, it, that's not the way this thing works. You know, you got to you got to you got to grind at home. And so I'm I'm a firm believer. you know, hey, you got to at least give me 20 to 30 minutes a day at home. And I can tell when you come in here uh, if you've done that. You know, I can tell if your swing's gotten better if you tweak this or or, or this is what we've been working on and, and, and you've done it. And it's the same with my kids on my team. You know, when we get to practice, I can tell if a kid's actually been hitting at home or if she skipped the lesson or, or you, you know, if my pitcher's endurance has gone down or if she's really running like I've been asking them to. Um, you know, I can tell those things. And, and you know, there's nothing nobody can do. You know, as I'm always telling them, you know, you're only going to be as good as you want to be. You know, there's nobody else can do it. You got to you gotta say to yourself, man, hey, I got to get up and go do this 20, 30 minutes a day. And it's really not that hard. You know, just get up and do it 20, 30 minutes a day is all you need. And if you do it every day, man, it's like riding a bike, right? It just becomes easier.
0: Yep, that muscle memory. That's what these kids, that's all they need. And <laughs> hey, so – um. Speak on speak on the difference between the um, softball when you first started and and softball now.
1: So it's funny you asked that because we had we, I had this conversation today with the parent. Softball when my kids played was different. It was uh, all the best kids wanted to play with all the best kids all the best parents that had the best kids wanted to be with all the best parents. So when we played, there wasn't a gazillion teams. Um, when you were truly,
0: on, teams. <laughs> I,
1: I, I'm telling you, man, this blows my mind. Some of the stuff I've seen. And, 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 you know, I'm always like, what am I doing? You know, like it, when we played, you know, every weekend we played in a tournament. And there was, there was four or five teams in the Houston area that were going to be in the finals. And they were the only ones that had a chance. Every now and then you'd have one kid, one little team off to the side that was stud up. But it was always the three, four teams every weekend had the best players on it. Everybody knew it. And it's just not like that no more. I think, I think you know, the parenting back then, you know, a lot of dads and moms were crazy. And yeah. when I say cr- they were crazy, they were yelling at their kid because they weren't working, and they were on their kid's butt because they weren't working. You know, I'm mad at Sally because Susie's better, and it's only because Sally's working harder. So guess what? Mom's going to get you and put you in the driveway, and you're going to swing in at that. Net. And I think nowadays, you know, parents, they want the instant gratification. They want to walk around like their kid is a, a starter. Uh, she, you know, gets her turn. And if I don't get get my way, then I'm gonna go find a team that will give me my way, Mm -hmm. and that happens a lot. And I'm I'm sitting here watching it in this age group, and it just blows my mind how you don't want to surround your kid with the best talent. You can surround your kid and challenge your kid to make your kid better. And my kids are a perfect scenario because, like, when my kids were this age, you know, my kids weren't the best players. They weren't the best, most talented kids. They were good. They were solid. But I went out and I made sure I found 10 other kids that were better than them. And, yeah. and those 10 kids made my kids better. Playing catch with those kids made my kids better. And being around those kids and thinking like those kids and playing. And in the end, my kids were just as good as those kids. And I had some pretty dang good kids. <laughs> yeah. So I just don't, it just blows my mind how nowadays it's not like that.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree, buddy. What do you think – what's the – what do you think that is? Like, is it you think it's just parents just not getting what they want? Or yes, kids not getting what they want?
1: You know, I understand that kids want to play. You know, I get it. You know, and and I understand, you know, hey, who wants to sit the bench? You know, who wants to do that? Nobody wants to do that, right? But at the same instance, you know, if you're the parent that's going to – cry because your kid isn't playing, but she ain't performing. And so I'm going to pick, take my toy and I'm going to go home. You know, I'm going I'm to I'm go find this team over here. And this guy's telling me she can start over here. And then you, then you get over there and then it's a ripple effect. Then that person over there is mad and they're going to pack their stuff and they're going to go. So, and it happens a lot. I, I just think the parents need to sit back and, and really evaluate what, what do I want best for my kid? And if you think playing with weaker kids and being around weaker kids so your kid can be that kid, that's mm-hmm. not the right answer, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I'm a firm believer in that, you know, iron sharpens iron. So if I believe my kid's iron and I wanna be around nothing but iron. Right. You know? Yeah. I don't want it to be I don't ever want my kid to be the best I don't want my kid to be the best top seven on my team. You know, I, I just I, I just never done it like that. And, And I preach that, you know, so. Mm -hmm. Okay.
0: Gotcha. Hey, can you, can you talk about a time, you know, that you had a difficult situation with a parent or athlete and how did you resolve it?
1: So I'm going to tell you this. Everybody asks me, how do you, how do you cut a kid? And I'm going to tell you, I've only cut one kid in my whole lifetime. Mm -hmm. I don't cut kids. And kids cut themselves. And when I say that is, you know, I'm I'm a firm believer that, you know, our team plays on big stage. You know, we play the best competition we can play on all the time. Uh, everybody gets their opportunity. You whatever you do with your opportunity will will be the outcome on your performance. Getting the time to play on Sunday, and I'm a firm believer in that. And if your kid ain't playing a lot on Sunday, then you need to, and you want to talk to me, then in two days come talk to me, and I'm gonna be honest with you and tell you what I see is going on, and and eventually the parent gets tired and they'll leave, and uh, the only time I ever had to cut a kid is, there was a certain parent one time that was just being very belligerent in the stands with other parents, and kind of gave me the ultimatum. It's either my kid or that kid, and I wanted both kids. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, look, why, don't you see that that kid and your kid play together well and make this team better? And the, the guy was just adamant, I can't be around that kid and I can't I can't be around that dude. And I said, look, man, if, if you if you're gonna make me choose between y'all, then y- y'all y'all talk it out. Whatever you want to do, but I want both your kids on the team. If y'all can't live with it, then both of y'all can go. If not, one of y'all can stay. I don't care y'all figure this out, but you're doing injustice to the both kids. And, and one of the dads decided to quit the team, and it was kind of like that was the only time that I recall ever even coming close to cutting the kid. Everybody else has always said, man, you're not playing my kid. I'm leaving. And I said, well, this is why your kid's not playing right now. I don't want you to go. Well, how's she going to get better? And I'm going to say, well, this is what she needs to do, and this is what I'm working on to get her to in the game. And they eventually leave. So, mm-hmm. I,
0: well, it seemed like at least at least it seemed like you had like, you know, good encounters with parents. At least you know some parents are just blow up when when their kids is is not playing. So, so that's I guess that's a good part too,
1: right? <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, man. I mean, I, I mean, it, I'm as fair as they come. You, I mean, you could see. I, I don't play to, I don't play to lose. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't play to. I don't play favorites, um, you know. It's, I've always been that way.
0: Gotcha. you. Well, um, what what inspired you to become a, a, a trainer?
1: Uh, I used to when I was coaching my kids. I do it on the side a little bit, but just one day, my kids are in college. I'm sitting around the house. Somebody called, and next thing you know. Another person called, and then it just turned into it, right? So – and then, you know, you always got that burning love to teach. And I, I love to teach the game. I love to be around the game. You know, and it's just like me ending up coaching again. You know, Casey calls me and says, hey, man, there's this team. And I just need you to kind of watch over the team for, you know, half a season or so. And now here I sit a year and a half later. So <laughs> – you know, it, it, it's funny. It's funny, but yeah, you know, you, it's like they. I, I well, if I go a weekend without softball, Star Jones and man, it's crazy. Yeah, uh, I can't. It's it's crazy.
0: And see and me, I I never played. I played when I was. I think they told me I stopped playing when I was like seven, seven or eight. I stopped playing baseball, and I never thought it never even crossed my mind. Right. I would ever be in this sport, and, man, this is my entire life.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'm, tell- I'm telling you, I'm the same way, man. I mean, I work a full-time job, you know. I, mm-hmm. I, I live a normal life. It's just – it's like I'm two different people. I'm, you know, I work during the day, and, and, and in the afternoons and on the weekends, I'm this softball guy, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and I just love it. I love the challenge of it. I love the game. You know, I love coaching – young ladies because i'm gonna tell you what girls outwork work boys all day long so you know it, it, it's just it's just fun you know it's fun i love the challenge i mean I, I love the the traveling you know and in the end you know watching television i say hey man that girl i used the to front toss to is, is awesome too you know mm, yeah
0: yeah that that'll be good right now we just we just know – you know, I don't – we know, know many older players, but we just got one that we know right now that plays with Tennessee. That's near Rodriguez. Like, that was – my dad my daughter. Um,
1: my, my daughter used to play against her all the time.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, She, she, she right. The, she used to play
1: with the – she used to play the Blaze and then she went to the Bombers.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was my daughter. That uh, is my daughter batting coach, so. So So what's funny,
1: what's funny is, is like, you know where she, she used to be impact.
0: Yeah. She was in, she was in, in,
1: in, used to play for Charlie Esparza when Charlie Esparza was impact. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, man. So, so, you know, you know, uh, man, and what, what age do you start uh, your training?
1: Here in my facility, you know, I, the youngest kid I got around here right now, she's nine. Uh, and let me tell you, this kid's going to be a stud. Her name is Callie Robinson. She's going to be a stud. But, uh, the, yeah, I, I, she's nine, first year 10. Uh, you know, that's probably the youngest one I've had around here.
0: Okay, okay. So, like, how, how do you keep them, you know, when, you, when you're when you training them, how long you have them, maybe, you know, 30 minutes, something? Hour. 30 minutes. 30
1: minutes. 30 minutes. You know,
0: mm-hmm. minutes, you know how, how do you keep them, you know, focused? for those 30 minutes because you know kids they have a quick attention span and they'll wander off like how do you keep them focused on on what you what you're teaching them at the moment
1: so you'd be surprised man like you know when they get in here it's kind of like uh you know we do so many type of drills on depending on what we're working on on hitting we're off the tee at the get-go you know inside outside uh then we do you know off the one leg and you know, off the hip and then you know, a little bit of uh, soft toss and then some front toss, you know, and then we kind of set up some, some, some kind of challenge like at, at the end. I like to, I like to call it, you know, if I'm gonna throw her so many outside, she's got to hit so many in one spot, you know, and so many inside had to something inside. And so, and then, you know, in between there, you know, you always kind of keep their attention by asking them, what'd you do there? What did you feel there? You know, I'm, I'm one of them guys that, you know, like when she swings through and I see something she did, and I'll say, why did you do that? What, what did you think there? And I make them kind of answer. So that way they're always engaged. Uh, you know, I, I can honestly say, though, you know, everybody that comes through here that I've had in here since I've started, you know, they're pretty engaged kids. And, and, and you can tell that the wants there, you know. And, you know, that's one of the things, too, that I see in a kid, you know, that, you, do they want to learn? You know, or are we, are we in here? Cause mom and dad want to be in here, you know, yeah. and that goes a long way with me, you know? So mm-hmm. if I feel the kid wants to be in here, it's easier for me to say yes. You know, if I feel the kid really don't want to be here and it's mom and dad, then, you know, am I going to say uh, no, if I don't have something not available? Cause it's not fair to the kid, but at the same time, you know, I, I can tell. Mm-hmm. So. Okay.
0: Okay. Um, how, how do you help your players develop their hitting skills and what drills do you recommend?
1: So for my team, we do a lot of oppo work, um, you know, a lot, especially my, my big hitters, you know, at practice. We work a lot of op, op, opposite field hitting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I try my best not to mess with anybody's swing, you know, and here's the, here's the reason why. Uh, because I know everybody nowadays goes to a hitting coach. Uh-huh. And, and I don't want to tell, you know, Susie over here that, hey, do this, this, and this, and she's going to say, well, you know, Coach Casey told me to do it this way, you know, and I'm going to say, oh, Coach Casey's wrong. No, Coach Casey's not wrong. That's who she pays to teach her the kid. Right. So I try my best not to say anything like that, do anything like that. Instead, I'm like, hey, we're going to work this drill off the tee. We're going to do some tee work, and we're going to go oppo, you know, and we're going to work this going this way. And this is the goal. This is where we got to hit the ball. So, you know, or or we're gonna do this station here. We're all gonna to try to pull on the inside pitch and stuff like that. Versus me trying to tweak anything. Does that make sense?
0: Oh yeah. No, yeah, that makes complete sense. Because yeah, I mean, like you said, I mean, you you are the coach, and you you helping them get better. But at the same time, you can you should only try to improve on what they're doing if they're going to somebody else that, that they're paying.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Um,
0: what What are some common mistakes you see players make in their throwing technique and how can and how can you improve it?
1: A lot of players don't like to stay, at least in 12 You that I've seen, don't like to stay down on the ball. So when they go to – they want to stand straight up and throw. Mm-hmm. So they, there's a lot of airmail stuff. So we do a lot of, uh, fundamentally stuff where we're roll ground balls at them where they got to stay and do the two hop drill, uh, stay in their uh, athletic stance to make the throw and the delivery, um, uh, and kind of keep the ball under control. Uh, we do a lot of ground ball stuff at the beginning of our practice. Um, but for me, I, I see a lot of airmail. A lot of kids want to stand straight up when they throw here in the Sage route. Uh, Nobody's actually staying athletic and following through the throw, you know. And there's a lot of kids that got some good arms, but yeah. they got way more arm than they give themselves credit for because they want to stand straight up and kind of like throw it, lob it over there or throw it high, you know. And, and, and if they would just stay through the ball, their arm would be way more sharper. And so, you know, that that to me what kind of stands out to me.
0: Yeah, I got, I got two of those that do exactly what you just explained.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: I got two both of my daughters, they do that. They do that. But that's something that's something that, that can be worked on, so that's a good thing. Um so um what do you believe like the most important skills like like coming up, you know, in the first year tens, what what do you think uh, that the girls need to work on more, like the fielding or the hitting side of it?
1: I I'm a I'm a so I'm gonna tell you. When we were younger, my defense was phenomenal. Uh-huh. And when I say that, when we were even I I I, was, I brag about this all the time. When, even when we were eight years old, my kids, you couldn't score on my U team. Couldn't do it. They were you my outfit could catch the ball, fly balls all day long. We threw, we knew how to catch ground balls, make get the lead runner. I mean, we were just so when we went to ten years, it was a cakewalk and 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 I I truly believe a lot of kids attend you, they don't know how to play catch. You know, they're afraid to throw the ball as hard as they can at kids. Uh, You know, you got some kids that are just better, right? They're just bigger, stronger, you know, or or they're just more athletic. And so sometimes they're playing catch with, you know, with Stephanie, and Stephanie can't catch the ball. So they kind of let up on it, and it teaches bad stuff uh so i had this buddy of mine who has this little team here in santa fe and one of his, his kid comes and hits with me And I, he was asking me the same question i said have you ever tried to get your whole team in a circle and put them around the base paths and just have them throw base to base and whenever whatever base they throw to they got to follow getting that other line and they, it's just like a cycle and he goes no why would you do that and i said because i'm telling you, that's more important than you just playing catch I said, if you would do that and set a goal of 25 and let them before dropping the ball see how many times they could do it. And then he came back the next week, says, you know, Shine, they they couldn't even do it. And I said, Yeah, I know. She said they can't even play catch. I said, Well, try until you get to 25. When you get to 25, i get to 50. Mm-hmm. So he, he comes back a week later, we got to 25, we got as high as 32. And I said, Okay, well that's that's awesome. Mate. Let's get to 50. I think about a month in, he was at 100. And I was just like, I told you, now you feel more confident they can play catch. So now they're not scared to throw the ball to one another. They have confidence in throwing it across the infield. Your first base was going to make the game. And it's just simple. you just playing catch. Mm-hmm. Now you can really break it down into making sure they stay in front of the ball, making sure they, they square up on the ball, make sure they make a good, decent throw. I said, but. The whole key to the whole – at a younger age is, is can a kid play catch? And I'm, when I say real catch, like hard throw catch to the chest, on the money, catch the ball with, you know, with their hand, make a good transition. And once they learn that at a young age, man, it, the other stuff just comes. And, you know, I, I think a lot of people just don't teach the simplest of things, you know.
0: So, I agree. I agree. That's that's what we – well, for my – eight for the eight you. Um, that's that's what we do mainly is, is fielding, fielding, fielding. Yes, everything is just a lot of fielding, footwork, all of that good stuff. So, um, you know, speak on um, your pitching rotation and and how do you, what point at what point do you get to like, when you realize that you need to change your pitcher,
1: so. Here's where everybody thinks I'm real crazy. All year I've had two pitchers, and and for me to develop them the way I want to develop them, I'm a very uh, I'm a very demanding guy when it comes to pitching. So I'm a very spot guy, and people think I'm crazy. I got 12 year olds throwing the spots, and I expect them to hit the spot. Well, I'm gonna tell you right now, I got I got two and a half. Well, I say two for sure. I just picked up another kid, and she's gonna be. And crazy good she's gonna be. And uh I got two that have been with me all year, and I've been rotating them every other game. And when they go to pitch that game, I tell them you're gonna finish, you're gonna start the game and finish the game. If we win, we win. If we lose, we lose, it's up to you. Mm-hmm. And I've been doing it like that all season long. And people are like, Man, did you ever think about pulling her and putting so-and-so in? I said, No. Why would I do that? I said, I'm developing her. I said, you think this tournament right here in Pearland, Texas, means anything to me? <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to get ready for Colorado, buddy. I ain't trying to get ready for Pearland, Texas. Mm-hmm. And everybody's kind of bought into it. And so all season, I've had, you know, Bevin Kelm and Abigail Walker, the call her AG, just rotating every other game. And they knew it. They knew it. And they support one another. And it's your turn, it's your turn, it's your turn, and it's your turn. And it was like that all season. And now that we're getting getting ready to go off into the big part here. The last three big tournaments, I grabbed another kid, and she just kind of got given to me. And, man, she's going to be a a hoss. And, you know, Brianna is going to be – she's a year younger, and she's going to be good. And so now I've got three. And this past weekend was the first time I got to actually start one kid for two innings and bring in the other kid in for two innings, start the next kid the next game for two innings, go back to this kid for two innings. And I think we were were 4-0 before it rained out on Sunday, and I think our ERA was one07 uh, we had the other team batted 116 against us uh, in the four games, and I think we only allowed five runs, and only three of them were earned. And that was between each of them pitching, I think, four innings or five innings. So I'm ex- I'm pretty excited.
0: Yeah, yeah, I know. I I, I, I seen, I seen one game, one game of y'all out there. So, was, you know, I was like, okay, okay, you know, but we're not, we're not,
1: we're not, a, we're not a bad little team. We're okay. Yeah. We got a long way to go.
0: Oh, yeah. but but it's always is always up, right? When you, yes. when you realize that when can you not go up? It's all you have always have to improve on something at, yes. at, at in any given time. Yes. yeah. Uh, you know, be, being a a competitor like how do you balance like, you know, being competitive and then but at the same time making sure it's good for not just your team, but your organization as well.
1: So that's a, that's a toughie because like, I'm, I'm going to tell you, you know, last year we were just, you know, the impact goal monitor. Mm-hmm. And so we got out there, did our thing, won a couple tournaments, uh, placed, I think, I think we didn't place no lo- lower than, than third in anything we played, I think pretty close to it. And we actually went off and did Southwest Nationals and made a pretty big run, and got second place at at Southwest Nationals. And now we carry the national team name, so now the expectations here. So now, like I told them, this is you know y'all, everybody's so worried about that name, right? The thing, nationals, like something big. And now, you know, the all that did was bring more stress because now you've got to perform. And that's what I tell them, you know, that, you know, even though at the beginning of the season, you know, it felt like we weren't trying to win. Yeah, we're trying to win. Yeah. Winning's good. But at the same time, you want to develop and make sure everybody understands and gathers their role and you're developing the pitching right and you're tweaking the lineup and you're putting kids in certain situations so that way you can see how they, they handle it and now here at the end it's time to win and you know it's it, it's stressful you know because we got to perform to maintain that name and so the competitive side now is can you can you handle you know we went from batting 11 to 9 you know 13 to 9 you know and and you know I carry 13 kids on my roster mm-hmm. and you know it's all about your performance now so you know, this is this is what we wanted. You know, this is this is how, how it's got to be. And so we're going to see how the summer turns out, you know, so I'm excited. I think we'll do well. I think we're we'll going to handle our business. I think we're we'll, I'm not telling you we're going to go out there and win three big tournaments. I'm just saying as long as we compete and look like we are competitive and don't go out there and get swept, mm. it'll be good. It'll be a good summer.
0: Right. Um, and like, you know, speak on like going to those to those big tournaments. You know, you they have these tournaments and they be here in Texas and you just get, you know, just the Texas teams there and they give them these big names. But once you start getting to these these tournaments with these teams from from all these different states, teams that that you yes. nothing about, you know, speak on speak on going into into those games and, and what advice do you give your girl?
1: Well, you know, if you're, if you're that guy, you're that coach, you know, it's, it's why I tell them, you know, we're going to go over here and play in Colorado and you're going to play against all these teams that nobody knows about. Of course you you use a coach, you do your homework you try to study a little bit of the team as much as you can, you know, but I think at a 12 year old age, you know, I think to them, they're just, you know, they're just, they just want to play, you know, they just want to play softball. It's, they don't care if the teams the pink polka dots to the, the <laughs> OC Batbusters, you know. They just want to play, you know. And and I don't think it's so much to them for that. Uh, but like when you get to fourteen U, it gets real. Mm-hmm. And there's no more playing the lollipop tournaments where there's only two or three good teams from Texas, mm-hmm. and and there, the expectations there, especially when you carry the national name. And every every that means every team that you play is going to be a top level team, and that's what I'm accustomed to. And I and, and I just hope my girls understand that you know, that once we get to that point that next year it's going to be tough. It's not going to be as easy as you think. You know, you know, I, you don't play teams like, you know, we played some pretty good little teams this weekend, and you know, it, at times it felt kind of easy to them. I felt, and and there's not going to be any of that, and. You know, you just gotta prepare them as best as you can as a coach, and explain that to them that hey, guys, this, this is for real now. You know, and you're you're gonna play the OC Batbuster stiff and you're gonna play the Mercados from California. You're gonna get to see all those real teams. You know, so um, I just I just hope that they're ready for that kind of stage. That's what I gotta get them ready for.
0: Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, that's. I can't wait till my my kids.
1: You know, you know, it's 20. easy for a kid at 12 years old because they're used to seeing, you know, hey, I used to play with that kid when we were six, you know, right. or hey, you know, I used to, you know, me and her used to do a dance recital together, you know, and, you know, she goes to my school, you know, mm-hmm. so you're not, the fear's not there, right? You know, but you know, I'm going to tell you go. what, when you start playing, you know, I was, you know, you're sitting there and you got like my team back in the day. I remember I could never beat the old OC Bastards Stiff. I couldn't beat them. The, the girl that pitches at Oklahoma, I could never beat her. Mm-hmm. And Nicole May, could never beat her. And, you know, when you see things like that, you know, they're going to experience the same kind of stuff, you know, and they they just don't realize it yet because they're 12. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. It's just, it's, they so young and it's like, no, they might quit tomorrow. You just never know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, so how do you incorporate uh, mental training into your coaching and, and into your, you know, your training program?
1: I, I'm going to tell you, I'm, a, I'm a, like I said, I'm a talker. So, you know, the kids that come through here, you know, I explain them. I, I had a kid tonight. And there's this, little, this kid that she's a, she's a second year 10 kid. She plays on a little Bombers team and she's a pitcher. And she threw a bullpen for me. And I was kind of like trying to, you know, the, the team she plays on, you know, they really don't call pitches, pitches. And so I've been kind of working. She's got three different pitches that we've been working on. And I started teaching her tonight some location. And what 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 she should be thinking when this batters up? When she's and she's just looking at me like like man, <laughs> like this is like this is like easy, the way you're explaining it, you know. And it's trying to dumb the thing, not dumb it down, but trying to get on their level for for them to understand why you're calling that that curveball in, why you're calling calling a fastball here, and then following it up with a change up. You know, and, you know, there's a lot of little things that that I feel like people just don't teach. And, and, you know, kids, you know, girls are like sponges, man, at a young age. they will miss anything you tell them. And they're going to try to incorporate as best as they can. You know, and the younger you get them to understand stuff, man, the better they're going to be long term. And they remember it. They remember it. And. You know, I, I, I'm just I'm a talker. Sometimes, I, like I tell you, I talk too much, and I, uh, yeah, especially at practice. You know, why did you do this? And this is why we should be thinking this. And and uh, but I, I tell you what, man. You know, I think one of my teams one of the savviest when it comes to different doing things in the infield. And you know that we we do a little little bit stuff different. We make plays that probably we shouldn't be making at 12 years old. So, mm-hmm,
0: like. That's hey, that's, that's good though. You know, like there's a lot of, a lot of teams out there. I'm pretty sure you see, you see some stuff at this age. So as long as y'all can keep up, you know, then, then throw Mm -hmm. ESPN top 10 in there. Right. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, what are some common mistakes that young athletes make in their training and how can they avoid them?
1: uh common mistakes um i think i think sometimes kids if you let them especially i'm gonna tell you perfect scenario one of my pet peeves is with my team when we are warming up and we set our nets up and they get in there and they take hacks in the net and i sit back and i i kind of watch that's Mm -hmm. what i do you know and i kind of see who's ready to play or whatever but at the same time if they get in there and just take it like nonchalant hacks and I, I try to beat in their heads, you know, Hey, it's not about the quantity you're taking. It's the quality. And I rather you set it the ball on the team, hitting into a net and taking a nice set, your feet, get your hands through, follow through with your swing and taking it, you know, another pitch, do it again. Versus you putting on a tee and hitting a whole bucket in five minutes, and, sure. and and they don't understand the importance of the quality of swing versus a quantity of swing. Mm-hmm. And you know they think going in there and, and swinging at a hundred balls in ten minutes is great. And if somebody kind of don't monitors that or whatever, it teaches about a lot of bad habits. And oh, so yeah. you really got you really got to pay attention. Whenever you you're before a game because they'll get in the game and do the same thing because they just did it, and then you're mad at them. You're the one to let them do it, and you know it's it's stuff like that. You know, I think that's one of my biggest. You know, you got to explain to them that hey, yeah, go throw go go throw a bullpen, and they're over there just nonchalantly just throwing pitch after pitch after pitch, and and they're not over there working what you're going to call. Does that make sense? I'd rather you go throw five good curveballs and throw try to throw twenty. Half butt cur- curveballs, you know. So, Whatever. I, I so, was going through the motion, right? Yes, yes. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, what well, so you know, being a coach is, is is always one thing that you go back home and you're like, crap, I should have done it like this, I should have done it like that. What's something you can improve on as to put it in, in your coaching bag?
1: Um, sometimes, you know, I roll dice. I'm a dice roller. And I, sometimes I should just stuck to the game plan and, you know, hey, maybe I shouldn't have let her swing away and I should have just moved the runner, you know. You know, sometimes, you know, why did I try to steal there with, with one out and really I should just waited and, you know. But I'm a dice roller. Sometimes I gamble too much. I think that's my pet peeve. I, I, I seriously do, do do some crazy things and, and and try to push the issue. But sometimes it works. A lot of times it works. I ain't gonna <laughs> lie. But sometimes it don't.
0: Hey, this the thing they they have a basketball, right? You miss you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. That's right. That's mm-hmm. right. Hey, go go for it. Sometimes sometimes that's what it takes. No, but okay. Now, now, now we got that out of the way. What's something that you think that you do more than any other coach?
1: I think that I play, you know, softball the right way. You know, I, I, am you know, take a perfect case scenario. I got two, I think my two one two on my team is probably like the best in the game. And you know, we started one game off, and we're playing a pretty good team. And she leads off with a single, and she ends up still in second. And then they end up walking my number two hitter, who's, like, life-threatening. And uh, and now here comes my number three-hole hitter, who's just as, I mean, could crush the ball. And they're like, everybody knows my number two hitter, because she's, like, that good. And, and uh, it's almost like they intentionally walked her. And – they're thinking, ain't no way this this guy is gonna bunt. So they got every back behind the bag, and and I gave her the bunt sign, and nobody's gonna give this kid the bunt sign, and I gave her the bunt sign, and she boom lays the bunt, moves the runners, and they're looking at me like, did he just bunt so and so? Like Nia, did Nia just really just bunt the ball? <laughs> this girl crushes the ball. Yes, I just bunted Nia. Watch this, and here comes Ag, and boom, she hits a base hit. And we're up two nothing, mm-hmm. and I think. Sometimes people don't play the game the way it's supposed to be played. Oklahoma did it today. They've in two kids in the scoring position. Girl gets a double, score both runs. They're up four to two. And, you know, people take that stuff for granted, you know. And when it's time to play the right way, it's time to play the right way. I understand trying it when it's not time to play the right way. But I think a lot of people don't play what I call by the softball gods book. And and, I just – you know, I try to scratch as much as I can. And I try to play it the right way. That's what I like to do. I, I don't see teams do that a lot.
0: Yeah, I don't mean, I don't, I don't see. I see a bunt, you know, here and there. But me, man, look, if I can't – if your third baseman ain't moving, I'm going to butt that way the whole time. That's me. I bunt it yeah. out. you. Go, You're going to have to cover it. You, okay, you can cover it. Okay, no, let's hit. Right? But if I see them corners playing back, I, I'm going to see – uh, at least you, you got to me, you have to try it out. To yes. see, will they move? Or will you know, let's see, you know, certain teams might not even practice it, so you just never know.
1: You know, later on in the day, I think we had first and second. I mean, a girl on first, it was one of my slower kids, and I bunted her to second. Well, she bunted so good that she beat it out, so then I had second, first and second, no outs. And you would think this guy was going to bring the infield in, hell no, he stayed behind the bag. So I bunted the next kid, and I loaded the bases on two bunts. I couldn't believe it. And then here comes my little bitty nine hole hitter, and she rips one in the gap and clears the bases. I'm I'm thinking, man, oh man, this was like candy from a bay. I couldn't believe this all happened like in in three swings, you know. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, people take stuff like that for granted. You know? Yeah. So yeah,
0: mm-hmm. I hear you, man. That is that is crazy. And I'm right? and i and I'm gonna tell you and
1: I'm gonna tell you too. You know, the kid that moved the runners, the big hitter first and second, you know, she moved the runners. And in between the next at bat and her coming to the dugout, you know, I made sure that we celebrated her going into the dugout. I made sure that my all my players in the dugout understood that what she did was just big time. Mm-hmm. Because, it, because they need to understand how important that was. And even when the girl hit the single to knock the two runs in, I walked over to the dugout and made sure they all understood. that the reason why that just happened is because of what she just did. Mm-hmm. and so that way they all understand how important that bunt was and she now understands hey i'm so and so i'm supposed to be hitting it over the fence because she was right. on over the fence last week and what i did was just a great thing so you got to celebrate stuff like that so they can understand it because mm-hmm. if not they're not going to want to do it right
0: you know speak on that how, how big is celebrating just you know the small things that.
1: Oh, yeah, everybody that's knows. Momentum, about. momentum, man. I mean, I am on. My, you know, you know. It's funny these kids nowadays they want to talk outside the fences, like all oh, get out and do these TikToks and all these stuff. <laughs> and then you get them inside the fences over there to play games, and they no one do nothing. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, and somebody gets a double, you should be going crazy. Somebody mm-hmm. get, you mm-hmm. know, and and it, I've been it's like pulling teeth, and they're just now starting to learn how to celebrate. Mm. And and you know that's that that momentum in softball is big time. Mm. And you know all it takes is for one yell and then a base hit and then a run score and everybody applauded right and then the, and then the, the other team puts self-doubt in their heads and I mean, you got to celebrate everything. It's, mm. it's the way it is and you you're watching it now on television. They're celebrating everything.
0: everything, everything. That's what and i have be been trying to get my daughter to do.
1: Yes. Anything right. you get the edge. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Cause man, they yelling me as a fan in the youth. I'm like, Hey, y'all calm it down over there. Right. You yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But Hey, that's, that's part of softball and me. I love it. I yes. it. I'm like, Oh yeah. I like this, you know, and, and just being, being now in the space that I'm in. So now I'm, I'm really looking for it, you know, so I can, you know, point out certain kids. So, is 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 just a fun sport to me. Like it's it's real fun. It is. It
1: is. What
0: what are some key defensive strategies and techniques that you teach your players? What's something What's something that that you do and not any other coach do that that you do like with that? A lot
1: of bunk, We do a lot of bunk coverage stuff. Uh, you know that way we can defend it, and and as we do it, I explain the rotation of the infield, because that it's not the same way every time. You know, it depends on the situation. They got to understand the situation of what we're trying to do. You know, and everybody kind of does it the same old blase way, and uh, and so I'm a little different. We teach in different situations where the shortstop should end up, where the you know second baseman or the kids staying back or whatever. But another thing we do a lot on my team is we do a lot of back backdoor throws. And we really work the backdoor throw. And at a young age, that is, it has a very high successful rate. And people just don't expect it. And I've got to the point where now they just do it. And at first, they were very timid. They're scared to throw it. They're scared to make the mistake. But now it just, you know, you make make that backdoor throw to second. You make the backdoor throw to third. And it just comes natural to them. And you'd be surprised how many times you catch somebody sleeping. Mm-hmm. So,
0: yeah, because they're not expecting that, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Right, man. So, like, you know, you, how, how do you, you know, work your players, you know, to be to be faster to the ball on the field? You know, you got some that teach the hop, some just teach the two steps. Like, like how do you incorporate it with your players to be faster to the ball?
1: Well, first, you know, for me, you know, we kind of do both, uh, a lot of hot, like I was saying, a lot of high volume ground balls at the beginning of practice. Mm -hmm. Uh, but at the same time, you know, I always tell them, you, you know, when you get ready to, to, to move your feet, you know, you, you do your little hop or you do your one two, uh, but at the same time, you judge on who's in the box. What does she look like? Does she look like she can run? Does Mm -hmm. she look like she can move, uh? she a power hitter, she a slab, what is she? And that should tell you when you go to field the ball how much time you got and how comfortable we should be so you don't panic. And, you know, at a young age kids panic. They hit the ball to them, they're ready to get it out their hands. Oh, yeah. And, and, and so we really stress on, on you know, hey, man, ga- you know, the gather drill where you gather, you do your one-two to you throw the ball, uh, you know, uh, especially our third baseman. Uh, but, you know, that, that's all stuff that you, you talk about at the beginning, and, and they got to understand what they're looking at, you know. So, you know, we're we're very – a lot of volume uh, ground balls, uh, and I'm not the easiest guy to hit ground balls. I like to hit them kind of hard. And, and my kids really don't bobble a lot. At least nobody's hit them to where they bobbled a ton. So they, they, they're pretty good at that.
0: Mm-hmm. But that that part comes with when you you be giving them 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 shots at practice, huh? Yes.
1: Yeah, sometimes I overdo <laughs> it. I ain't gonna lie. So both my daughters help me during the summer, and uh, they've been coaching with me now for a couple weeks. And they come during when they come home in the summer, they go with me and they coach with me. And they're always on me, Dad. You're hitting it too hard. And I said, <laughs> I said, you know what, man? I'm gonna go do the outfield. You get the infield then, You know, <laughs> you, you do the infield then. Then I look up and she's hitting them past them. I said, what do you? So how are you going to talk about me, man? You're smoking them past the kids, and you, you're talking about me, you know?
0: But that, that just – but and and that's the thing, like, you know, I, I'm sure the coaches that do, you know, give the players them hard shots in practice, I know a lot of parents be wondering, you know, why do we hit them that hard? Because if you hit them that hard in practice, I think in the games – i don't think a, a kid can hit as hard as you know maybe mm-hmm. a grown man right
1: right No, nah, no. Nah. if you need a good nice and solid, uh, they get a solid repetition of nice hard ground balls you know and you know going right left and uh you'd be surprised how easy it becomes to them
0: mm-hmm. no yeah i agree with that i agree um what's some what's some good advice you you know you give you know these girls y'all going going into these these big tournaments, the Colorado tournaments, and, you know, stuff like that. Like, like, what what's your pep talk to them before before y'all start, even the first game?
1: You know, I, I try to get them relaxed. You know, to to you know, hey, we're here. You're in Colorado. It's the biggest tournament of the year. No panic. Go in there, be you. Do you? Um, you know, we're not going to go in there and and. You know, yeah. hey, oh my God, you you suck today. And we're gonna suck. And now it's, you know, you need your players to believe in themselves, and that you they need to know you believe in them. You know, and I tell them after every tournament, I wouldn't want to go to war with any any other team other than the, the team that I have now. And so, you know, I believe in every kid that I got. I believe, uh, you know, you know, I believe in every kid's gonna give me everything they got, and I'm gonna try my best to 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 coach. And do everything I can to help them be successful. And you know, I just want them to relax and play softball the way they can play, and let it take care of itself. You know, you know, some days you're gonna have it, some days you're not. But I don't want them feeling, you know, yeah, we're playing in Colorado, yeah, it's a big stage, you know. But I think we'll be prepared. I think that I think they'll be ready.
0: And and how how, how do you get them? You know, when you know when they having those bad days, because as a kid. They're going to have bad days. I mean, nobody's perfect. So oh, how, do, how, know. how do you get them, <laughs> you know, to stay, stay in the game when they're having a bad game?
1: So, you know, with me having so many kids on my team, you know, I had one of my better players at a bad game uh, Saturday, and I let her know she had a bad game. Mm-hmm. And I kind of, after she did something else, I kind of pulled her off the field and I said, hey, man, you know sit over there, have a seat, and you're, so-and-so, you go in there and play. And, and you know, she's looking at me. And she understood. She understood that she had a bad – she was having a bad game. And, you know, it wasn't no crying or anything like that. But after the game, we had a conversation, you know, that, you know, you know I understand she had a bad game. You know, we just can't – you know, I, I can live with an error. I can live with two errors, you know. but We're not going to turn it into an all-day event. And – you know that that game there it, it was so spiraling into you know she's letting the last play affect the next play and i had to get her off the field and, and let her know that you know hey not only your performance but at the same time there's something you you got to you got to gather yourself and understand that you know there's other kids here that can do the same thing don't feel like you're comfortable and So but she's fine. She'll be ready. She's she's tough as nails. She's probably one of the better players on the team. Oh very next game. Very very next game she almost jacked one out the park.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, that's nice. So so you have your um two older daughters, you said?
1: Yeah. Both my uh daughters that play college right now are coaching with me.
0: Okay, okay, nice, nice. Um, so being being a um a trainer and, you know, a coach trainer and all that, man, you know, every it stuff changes a lot, like in, in the sport, how do you stay up to date with it? You know, you, you do a lot of research or,
1: or all just- the time, yeah. all the time. And I'm I'm going to tell you, you know, sometimes my wife says, man, y'all just go get married to softball because I'm always talking softball. <laughs> you know, you know, well, my daughter's still playing school, you know, and you know, so, you know, I'm, always talking to them I've talked to their coaches I you know I'm, I'm just in it mm-hmm. and so I'm always researching trying to find the next little gadget you know and I'm always watching you know you, you stay up to date with you know especially now that I coach this team here everybody in this age group and so me and some of those coaches have dialects and you know it's just you, you got to do your part to be good at something you got to stay on top of something mm-hmm. you know you can't be complacent don't become average and so you know, it's like I tell everybody if they ain't talking, it, you know, when people say, "Oh man, here comes Mata," da da da, but well, when they're saying your name, you're doing something right. So, right. Mm-hmm. That's always
0: that's the number one thing. You now that that I that I've learned when they talk about you, you know, you're doing something right. You know, if they maybe if they not worried about you, it's like, oh crap, what's going on, but as long as they keep your name in in their mouth, then it, you're doing the right thing. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. So what for you, you know, being a trainer coach, like what's something that you make sure that your your kids take away when when they leave your team, when they, you know, even if they go to another trainer, you know, once they get old and move up to college, like what's something that you make sure that they know like, hey, they got that from from this guy?
1: Well, you know, I don't want to say it's like any certain thing, you know, the one thing that, you know, they know when they leave my team or, you know, say they, they, they go off to school or, or they don't come training here no more that they always can call me, you know, uh, they got, you know, they got any need or they have having an issue. They can always call me and, and count on me to respond, you know, and, you know, you just because you leave leave the nest, man, you're always going to be one of my kids. You know, or, you know the kids are there. in college. If they pick up the phone and call me, I talked to one of them today. She's in the portal, and and yeah, and you know they can always call me and say, "Hey, man, I'm just you know this is going on." And I'm, you know, I'm going to tell them, you know what I think, and they know that, and that sometimes they need to hear that, and and you know, I just like to be the guy that that was a small piece of their puzzle and they know that, you I mean, that, that old dude down there kind of took care of me for a little bit.
0: Mm-hmm. So what, what's some advice you would give your younger self?
1: My youngest, what?
0: Like, like you, you know, like advice you right now would give your younger self.
1: Like- oh, I'll tell you right at the gate. And I, yeah, the, out the gate, I'm going to tell you, When I, when we were younger, when my kids were younger, I was too hard. And it took me a little bit to understand it. And, you know, girls, you know, boys, boys think they know everything. So when I coached my son, every boy was watching, you know, Sammy Sosa swings. Everybody was Sammy Sosa and all that stuff. And so but girls are different, man. You know, I wish I wasn't at a younger age as hard as I was. And I was pretty hard. And I was pretty hardcore. And when a girl would make a mistake, I'd, I'd really lay into them. And I wish I wasn't that way. And it took me a, a little bit to understand it. And and after about two, about two seasons, I, I had somebody come tell me, a friend of mine, said, hey, you know, girls will run through the wall for you. I said, but sometimes you got to lose to win. And I said, what do you mean? Just, well, you, you, you can't just go bonkers on a, on a, on a girl that's nine, 10 years old. I said, because they're nine and 10 years old, she's really giving you everything she has. Cause she, girls are pleasers. They want, they want, they want to do right. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, don't ever think that she's doing that on purpose and I said yeah I don't understand that you know you know me being who I was like, oh yeah I know that <laughs> and yeah. so I kind of calmed down some and by the time I want to say that they were 12 people thought I had like lost my mind because I kind of changed a little bit and and I kind of mellowed out and I wanted this hard going it was more explaining, Is me having a one on one conversation with Taria, you know, why'd you try to steal there instead of me going crazy on her? I would say, hey, man, why'd you try to steal there? Explain that to me. Mm -hmm. You know, and she would say it, and I'd say, man, don't do that no more. Do it when I give you the sign. (laughs) Versus, versus me going, why did you start, you know, and, 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 you know, you got way more out of them, you know, and they, they trusted you more. And, I wish at a younger age I, I, I wouldn't have been so hard, you know. And and I'm hard now. Trust me, I'm hard now, and I make snide remarks and and I get on their butts. But I, I think this generation here needs that, you know. I think they need to be because I think they get this group here is this at least the people I've been around, the, 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 you know, they've been babyfied. Mm-hmm. And I and, and the team that I have right now is a pretty tough freaking team. They're a pretty freaking tough team. And, and, you know, they're, they're, these kids are – these kids are on my team are, are hardcore. I don't know if there's any other kids in the age group that, that could handle what, what they've been through, and, and I think they trust me. I, I think they believe in me, and, and I believe in every one of them. You know, yeah. I think i got got the, the best this and the best that and the best this, and I walk around like I've got – a team full of Jada Coleman's, you know, and, 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 uh, <laughs> and, and, and I know I don't, but you, you know what I'm saying? It's just yeah, like, no, they've, the, the, they, 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 they've, they've weathered the storm of Mata and, and, and sometime, you know, now it's, it's, it to them, I can feel their the comfort because now they they kind of tease at you and, and, and make fun of you a little bit. So now I know, okay, y'all getting a little carried away here. I got to get mean again, huh? So, <laughs>
0: So, so you think like, was it because you, you, you was like, you know, mean, as you say, you know, was it because you had just come from coaching boys or that?
1: Yes. Yeah, I think it was a, yes, I think it was a little bit of that. I think it was a little bit coaching boys. And I just, back then, man, I just had to win at everything, man. I still want to win at everything. Mm -hmm. But now, to me, the winning ain't so much the winning. uh, I don't. I don't have to win in Cyprus. I don't have to win in Pearland. You know, I don't. To me, is, is, is do I win? Yeah, we won. But you know, at the same time, I want to make sure I develop. I want to make sure so and so got a chance here, and so and so got a chance here, and she pitched this, and she did this. It's more trying to prime up for the big tournaments, mm-hmm. and it's more thought to it versus uh, me trying to. Back then, I just hated to. I didn't want to lose anything. I didn't want to lose in a pool game. It was terrible.
0: <laughs> don't tell me the pool game wasn't blind draw. now.
1: No, man. I'm going to tell you, I don't care who it was in the pool game, I wasn't losing. And we made an error, and I was kicking buckets, and it was terrible. And <laughs> you said it was terrible. <laughs> and uh, that's the one thing, if I had to change anything, I wish I wasn't like that.
0: Okay, okay. So what's some, what's some good advice you give a uh, – a high school senior going into into college.
1: Ooh, high school senior you better enjoy it, man, because uh you think you think college is I hope so, people don't really think college is easy. You know, it's it's a full-time job. And and, and your coaches, you know, I'm going to tell you, college coaches for the most part, man, they 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 want the best for the kid, right? But you got to remember something. You know, high school coaches, they got to win to keep their job, but do they really have to win win? You know what I mean? They, they got to make sure the program functions, right. And they got rules to follow themselves They're teachers themselves. And you know, yeah, you got to win, but you you know, everybody knows the school and what how much talent the school really has. It's different for college college, you know, they get paid a pretty good amount of money depending on what school you're talking about. And they get to go out there and handpick their kids. And they're bringing these kids in, and they're expected to win, and they're expected to, to, to not only win but perform. And at the same time, these kids going in there, they got to wake up every morning at 5 o'clock in the morning, waits, and then hurry up and go home and change so they can get to class by 7, and then get in class, and then they got a bullpen to throw at, at one. And then hurry up, and go to their next class and then get done with that and then do back practice by five and then get out of there by nine and nine at the same time, be at lab at nine thirty. And so it's a full time job. And I hope kids that really, you know, don't think, hey man, it's like on the movies, you know, where they're all walking across the grass and everybody's hanging out and it's all funny it's, things, right? That... It's nothing like that. It is a job. And at the same time, that coach is probably stressed to freak out because they gotta perform to maintain their career. If not, they're gonna get replaced in two years. And that's reality. You know? Uh, it, you know, I you know, I tell everybody all the time, y'all think softball's fun. Softball's not fun. Softball's a lifestyle and you gotta be prepared in the end to live that lifestyle. Mm-hmm. You know? You know, I talk to my girls every day and they, they get put to the grind every day. And you know when they're at school, it's a full-time freaking job, and they're expected to, to perform. And mm-hmm. you know, some high school seniors that, that that have signed on to whatever school they've signed on to, they, they they've got to understand that it's 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 not like, I, I I think sometimes kids think it's it's like it is in the movies, and it's not. You know, it's it's for real stuff, man. You you got to lift weights. You got to be there. You can't miss practice because all of a sudden you don't feel well. You know, it don't work that way. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, yeah. I agree. All
0: right, man. My my you know my final question is, who would you like to hear on the podcast? But the answer, you would have to help me get your answer on here.
1: Who would I like to hear on the podcast? Mm-hmm. Mm. The next podcast. Why don't you... Uh... I don't know, man. Hey, uh, have you tried? Uh, you, know, you ought to try Jazz Jackson.
0: That's who you ought to try. Jazz Jackson. And who,
1: who, is, who is that? She is the head honcho of Impact Gold. Casey Jackson is actually uh, our 18U 18, 18 national. Uh, he started Impact uh, years ago, and that's who came and chased me down. It's forced me to coach again. not okay. not. But uh, Jazz is his daughter, and she's kind of taken over the reins of impact and done a great job. She's probably the best recruiter in the country. Uh, she knows the ins and the outs of recruiting. Uh, you know, trust Jazz with anything because she's helped my kids. So, Okay. That's, if anything, yeah, maybe that would be a good one.
0: Okay. Okay. Maybe you can, you know, shoot me the info when you get. I will. You get a chance, man. All right, man. I, you know, I want to, you know, thank you, man. Appreciate you for taking your time out, getting, getting oh, yeah. the podcast done. Uh, just, just one more thing, man. Who you got? Who you got in the the, the women's college world series?
1: Oh uh, man, Oklahoma ain't no, ain't, ain't no one gonna beat Oklahoma. <laughs> Come on, man. I just you thought know, you know, just know,
0: thought I thought it would be a you know, you know,
1: good thing. I mean, you as much as everybody wants Oklahoma, I'm gonna tell you what, everybody wants Oklahoma to lose, right? And uh, I, I just you, you match them up. I'm gonna tell you what, the best, the best hitter in softball right now is T.R. Jennings. I said that when she was playing against my kids back when we were, you know, juniors and seniors. You can't get that kid out, and and. She's so underrated. Uh, they kick and just smash, and they, they better thank God Haley Lee's not swinging the bat. Like I know Haley Lee can impact going alone. By the way, mm-hmm. uh, swing the bat the way she can swing the bat. And, you know, can you keep Jada Coleman off the bases for God's sake? I mean, this is like <laughs> it, you know she used to do that to us when she was on the Glory. You know, so it's uh it's yeah. Those are, you know, it's funny. All these kids are my kids' age, man. So, like, we play with them and against them all the time. Mm, that's You know, good. I actually, I, I actually got a, got an opportunity one fall to, to, kind of help coach Haley a little bit with Casey. So, she's a beast. Mm. But, uh yeah, you know we're gonna beat Oklahoma. Come on. Yeah. Really? Hey, ain't hey,
0: I just, you know, I know. I, I just thought, you know, good question to ask. <laughs> <laughs> no man no, i appreciate you man for your time
1: man all right man anytime man, you know all, right, find man. Me. all right appreciate it all
0: right, yeah. all right yeah i thank my boy mike estrada for getting the logo right so all my small business owners if y'all need some logos y'all hit up my boy mike man I like my boy Thomas. He's still out here getting them kids right. So y'all speed and agility. Y'all need to hit him up. We got some quality work. My boy Jeremy with the tent. Go follow his page on Facebook, GTZ Window Tent, and and hit him up, man. Y'all get them appointments in. Levi's some more. Let the wife get them doors looking good. Know them doors might be naked, so go ahead and let her get y'all right. Levi's Mobile detailing just a call away from getting them cars to looking brand new again. So y'all hit us up and we ready to get some work in. All of us.